grass and scattered congregations of bluebonnets. The sky was light blue with high, streaked white clouds. Daddy, I'm sorry for making you melancholy. The voice was so soft, Brazos had to lean down to hear the words. He slipped his arm around her thin, narrow shoulders and hugged her tight. Darling, you can talk about your mama at any time of the day, any day of the week. Now, it might make me a little melancholy, but that's because I loved her dearly, just like I do you. So don't you ever stop thinking of her or talking about her, because I know I won't. It's been over three years, you know, Daisy June added. Three years, two months, seventeen days. He pulled his wide-brimmed beaver felt hat low over his eyes and glanced up at the position of the sun. And about four hours. You really miss her, don't you? Daisy June, some days it feels like someone just cut me right down the middle and threw half away. I miss the way she hugged me, Daisy June announced. Do you miss that? Yep, and I miss hearing her sweet voice. Do you miss talking to her? Well, I sort of end up talking to her every day as it is. What I miss is hearing her voice reply. What do you talk to her about? About you, Todd, Robert, and Samuel. You talk to her about Samuel, don't you? You know I do. We talk about all you children. Daisy June tugged at the lace collar on her dress. Do you talk about Veronica and Patricia? Brazos stared out over the lead horse's ears. He took a big, deep breath, but couldn't keep the tears from streaming down his tired blue-gray eyes. Now I've gone and made you melancholy again, Daisy June moaned as she dropped her chin to her chest. Forgive me, Daddy. I'm only eleven. I say the wrong things. Your sisters are up in heaven with Mama, so I don't worry about them like I do the four of you. But I reckon it would be good to change the subject. He sat straight up on the wagon seat and tried to stretch a cramp out of his back. He knew that under the jacket, shirt, and long johns was a bruise the size of a grapefruit from a horse kick the day before. Daisy June locked her gloved fingers together and rested them on her lap. Are we really going to live in Wyoming? Billy Freed said that Wyoming is full of wild Indians, and we'd surely get scalped if we moved there. No one will get scalped. Things are calming down up there. Why, they have a railroad that runs from Omaha to San Francisco. Besides, I didn't say we were going to Wyoming. I know, I know. We're going wherever the Lord shows us some big old cross. Will it have beautiful sunsets and rolling green hills and blue bonnets? Will it have blue bonnets, Daddy? Probably not, darling. But we won't be disappointed. That's the important thing. The Lord will lead us to a place that won't disappoint. Remember what we read this morning? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I wish I could go with you to find it. She stared at him with wide eyes. Why can't I go? Young lady, we've been through this before. You need to be in school. And while you live with Aunt Barbara, you can go to school with your cousins. What if I don't like our teacher? What if she's mean? Then you'll treat her nice anyway, just like your mama would. A stagecoach rumbled straight towards them, and Brazos drove the rig off the road to the right to allow the stage to gallop past. Daisy June held onto his arm as they drove back onto the road. Daddy, is Todd mad at you? Darling, Todd's not angry with me. We have a difference of opinion on the ranch, that's all. 
He told me he thought we should get Robert to come home from the army and chase those people off with guns. Daisy June, I can't shoot my neighbors. My daddy and their daddy settled this land when there was nothing here but Comanches and famine. They made ranch country out of it. If we have to keep it by killing neighbors and bankers and such, it's just not worth it. But it's our ranch, she wailed. They stole our cattle, run off our horses, burnt the hay barn, and then took it when we couldn't pay taxes that no one else had to pay anyway. That isn't fair. Brassus glanced down at his worn blue denim trousers and realized they were his best pair. Daisy June, life isn't always fair, he mumbled. I don't understand. We just can't go around killing people. He reached over and patted her narrow knee. Mama would understand. I wish Mama was here. So do I, darling. So do I. A gunshot fired somewhere behind them. Brassus reined up and spun around, lifting.